Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I am your host, Al D, and the author of MBA Insider. This podcast is for career-driven professionals looking for advice on how to grow their careers by leveraging the skills, experiences, and knowledge gained from an MBA degree. In each episode, I'll give you a look into the business school experience, along with practical tips, career advice, and real-life stories to help professionals grow their careers. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm your host of the MBA Insider Podcast and the founder of MBAschool.com. And today, I'm here today with a friend of mine, uh, Lillian Zhang, to talk about a topic that I feel like I get all the time. And that topic is product marketing or product management. And Lillian is an awesome guest, uh, not only because uh, she, like me, uh, survived a a couple great tours of duty at uh, Deloitte Consulting, but in addition to that, she has lived both lives of both being a product manager as well as a product marketer and uh, can talk a little bit about um, some of her experiences in those roles. And so Lillian, thank you so much for being here today and for joining me, I guess, to start, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thanks, Al. Um, so like Al said, I was actually working at Deloitte Consulting for over five years. Um, I first was working in ERP software implementation, which was fun. Uh, And then I went over and worked at Deloitte Digital, where I got the chance to develop product roadmaps and think more strategically for clients. Um, I also went to uh, Columbia for my MBA, um, where I focused a lot on entrepreneurship and just basically overall product development. Um, And then after my time, Um, at Deloitte. After business school, I ended up going to uh, Snapchat where I was there for about over a little bit over two years. And now I'm currently at um, a dating app in Los Angeles where I've been for about over a year now uh, in a product management role. That's great. Uh, Some really awesome uh, roles and experiences, uh, including that stint in ERP. Gotta love it. Uh, definitely learn a lot from it. Uh, definitely not the sexiest, but plenty to learn in that space. And at least from my vantage point, I can definitely see how elements of that certainly probably can come into play a little bit uh, in your role now. So I guess just to start, so the first thing is, is like after consulting, uh, you moved into more of a product marketing role. Um, can you talk a little bit about you know, how that happened? How did you originally kind of break into product marketing? Yeah. So to be super honest with you, the role originally as it was advertised was actually product strategy, um, which I would say is relatively similar to product marketing. Um, I would say in like larger orgs, it's typically called product marketing. Um, But essentially they were looking for someone who had a more strategic skill set, but also could understand product roadmap and how to work with uh, product managers. And so for me, I was looking to basically get out of consulting and uh, find some someplace fun and fast paced to work at, uh, which ended up being Snapchat. And um, when I went there, basically my role was to figure out like strategically what is a good way for us to launch a lot of our monetization products. Um, what's some feedback for the roadmap? Um, you know, what does demand look like? And how can we basically sh- uh, shape this business line? And how can we tell the story in the marketplace and gain customer adoption? Yeah, no, that's that's great. And I think that it definitely have seen that those elements of product strategy in definitely a lot of product marketing roles. And so I can definitely see how that comes into play. 
Could you talk a little bit more maybe about, um, break down a little bit more, some of the things that you did in terms of, obviously talk a little bit about the product roadmap, talk a little bit about monetization uh, products, but just like from a skill, from a, what did you do as a PMM? Like, what did that translate into like more about the roles and responsibilities? You know, what, you know, at a, what did that kind of look like? Yeah, for sure. So kind of to take it a step back, um, so I'm kind of jumping across the board here, but when we look at product marketing, a good way to kind of understand it is thinking about you're basically the voice of the customer for your product managers, right? Because you, you work really closely with product managers day in and day out. Uh, product managers are working closely with engineering to define product requirements, um, to make sure that they can actually manage the product all the way till delivery, right? But on the other side of the book, you've got PMM, where your focus is really to understand like what does the market demand look like, um, doing competitive analysis to figure out is this the right feature or product that your product manager should be building, uh, and then figuring out okay cool like once the product manager has the product at a decent space, uh, you can provide a lot of feedback, you can speak on behalf of the customers you talk to all the time, and then basically figure out okay what is the best way and best story to tell to be able to take this to market. So when it comes to actual like skill set and experience, what I find really helpful for PMM is, you know, consulting background definitely helps. And the fact that a lot of your job oftentimes is being able to do very deep dive, like consulting style strategy research to figure out like, okay, here's a good opportunity. Here's where we can build a product. Uh, and then later on, like when you actually go to market is wrangling all the stakeholders together um, to get everyone on the same page and make sure everyone's kind of telling the same story. Right. So a lot of the go to market is actually very tactical. You're oftentimes working with the business marketing team. Right. So their job is, you know, once you have your narrative written out for a product, for instance, your business marketing team will then take that and figure out how can they scale across different mediums. Right. Whether it's webinars or whether it's putting on the website or blog posts, et cetera. Right. Oftentimes you're also working with the press team figuring out, OK, cool, like when I launch this product, where should I have like a placement? Like, should I have something in ad week? Should I have it in this other news area? Like, where can I reach my audience where I can drive maximum adoption, right? And then on the other side, like there's so many different components to all these cross-functional stakeholders. You're also working on like downstream impact. So for instance, the support team, right? So working with like the release managers or your operation managers to make sure everyone knows exactly what day this product is going to drop and making sure everyone knows like from a support standpoint, what can they do to support the product? Like what are some incoming questions? What could be some pushback and what are different things that they should be saying to customers in case that happens, right? And then lastly, a large chunk of it, especially if you're working in B2B, you've got your entire sales org, right? Making sure the sales team understands what product you're launching, why you're launching it, why it's amazing in the marketplace and why their customers should adopt. Right. So it's a lot of storytelling and making sure everyone is on the same page to hit the exact dates for your go to market. That, thank you for breaking that down. I thought that was an awesome job of covering the gamut of things. And I want to pick apart a couple of things that you said. So the first thing that you said that I thought was really important is that while it very much can be product strategy based, there are a lot of times when you do have to get pretty tactical uh, to be able to execute, particularly in the go to market kind of function. Right. Um, it can, you can really get nitty gritty in terms of, um, you know, making, you know, like you said, like that checklist of things you have to do on launch in terms of getting all the things out to the right channels, making sure all the right people are aware. 
Um, and so I do think product marketing can be a very strategic role, but I also, you know, remind people can also be incredibly tactical as well. And uh, for, at least for me, one of the things I do like about it is the fact that um, you do have that ability to kind of diversify between both of those, right? Like there are times when you do need to be really strategic. And as I'm sure you relied on a lot of those consulting skills to, to be able to do that product strategy research, but also those same consulting skills where you had to get, you know, pretty tactical too, in terms of hitting a deadline or hitting a go live or like something like that. Like sometimes, or, you know, like looking at the defect log and going through all of them, right? Like that can be pretty tactical, like in the consulting world. And like, just as it can be in a product marketing role, like when you have to go through a launch checklist or anything like that. So that was the first thing that kind of stood out. And then I think the other thing that, you know, stood out to me, um, you know, that you said is just the notion of working cross-functionally. Um, it was funny. I was talking to an MBA student last week and she was remarking about how in her product marketing internship, a light day for her meetings wise is if she would have like, like five meetings. And she was like, is that normal? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it can be like, to your point, like there's just a lot of stakeholders involved. Right. And so it really can be that, um, you know, ca um, cat herding or cow herding or whatever you want to call it. Exactly. Uh, to bring those people along. So uh, one, one role in particular that you do work with as a product marketer, and you had mentioned this a little bit, is our product managers. And so just would love to get your perspective from putting on your PMM hat of like um, how you worked with product managers or what that relationship you know was like. Because it sounds like there are some things you certainly did on your own and like PMs kind of do on their own, but then there are times when you also collaborate pretty frequently together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for PMs, you know, just to also take a little bit step back and provide some context too. when you're at a smaller company, very often the PM does the work of the PMM too, right? Like there, you, cause if you're a smaller company, you don't really have that scale to deal with right. um, as you get larger and larger and the adoption needs to have more scale and more influence. Like that's when you start to build a PMM team to basically help take on a lot of the go-to-market side that a PM wouldn't traditionally do. Right. And so for me, working with PMs, um, I typically work from anywhere with like anywhere, let's see, like a quarter, maybe like three to six PMs. Like every company is pretty different and every product line is different. So in my specific product, my product happened to span across multiple PMs. Um, and so how I would work with PMs specifically is typically they'll come to me with um, a new product that they've been working on. We'll talk about the roadmap and then I will actually help a lot in the prioritization process. So figuring out, okay, cool. So for this feature, what does the market sizing look like for this feature? What does it look like here? Like what are some different challenges uh, and what are some ways we can better bundle different features to tell a better story in the marketplace? So I do a lot of the upfront work with the PM and essentially I'll oftentimes help build a business case to say, hey, this is why we should build it. Here's what the market opportunity looks like. And then very oftentimes the PM will actually take a lot of the work that I do and present it to their leadership and present it to engineering to essentially kind of sway engineering to be like, hey, this is why you should give me resources because this is what the market can bring. Like this is what I can bring to the market and here's what the opportunity looks like, right? So a lot of the upfront planning work, that's where a lot of the strategy lies. And so after you get into a stage where um, the product is confirmed on the roadmap, um, the PM is working with the engineers on it. Um, when you get a little bit closer and you have like the functional requirements um, 
all nailed down, I'll usually take some time to review it. Sometimes I'll circulate some narrative ideas with some of my stakeholders, like sales, for instance, or business marketing, just to kind of get a feel like, hey, how will this play in the marketplace? Do you think customers will be receptive to this? And I'll start to gather some very early feedback on the product, right? And then that basically helps the PM make some decisions to deprioritize certain features or continue to make changes, right? And then once we're um, starting to get closer to a go-to-market day in place, I'll put together a full-length go-to-market plan with the narrative, the market positioning, like here's where I think we should hit the press, um, here's where I think I should do a speaking event, here's where we should do, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, make sure, obviously, I have the PMs buy-in, right? Because at the end of the day, they're a very important stakeholder to my team. Uh, make sure they're happy with it and everyone kind of signs off, everyone's on the same page, and then you roll with it and you execute your plan. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, I That was a great way of kind of like breaking it down. And I think what's interesting now is that it's a little bit flipped, right? In terms of, you know, now you're um, you're in a product role, right? And so would love to maybe talk to you a little bit about, you know, what does that look like now in terms of just a high level responsibilities? And then, you know, what's also different, right? Now that you're on the other side, right? Now that you're in product as opposed to being in product marketing. Yeah, for sure. So it's a little bit different in the sense, um, first of all, I am at a smaller company, so I'm essentially doing PMM work still <laughs> um, alongside with all of my PM work. But I would say um, definitely the differences in skill set um, is pretty evident. So when you're a PM, you're working extremely closely um, with the engineering team. Um, you're doing a lot of QA oftentimes just to make sure that the product that they're building really does fit to your requirements. Obviously you do have a QA team, but at the end of the day, you are very often doing like the UAT, like the final set of uh, testing just to make sure this is what you want, right? Um, PMs also, um, my role, I work really closely with the product designers, right? Whereas in PMM, you generally wouldn't. Right. So I will work with designers to do brainstorming sessions, um, different tweaks on design, like doing all those iterations. And then my job oftentimes is also trying to get leadership to buy in. Right. So we'll have a lot of leadership plus design meetings. And then I will start to work with engineering once we're getting close, just to start doing some t-shirt t-shirt sizing and estimations on, hey, if we go with these requirements in this design, um, how quickly can we get this product out? Right. So I'll come up with basically an ideal solution that everyone kind of has buy-in on. Uh, and then based off of that, then I'll build my go-to-market plan, which traditionally would be done by a PMM if we had a larger company. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. And thank you for breaking it down. Um, I'm curious. And part of the reason why I wanted to chat with you is uh, all the time I get the question of, you know, what's the difference between PMM and PM and like, should I, and then, which is really an extension of what should I do PMM or PM? Yeah. Right. And I'm sure, I'm sure you've had your fair share of informational interviews in the past where some of those questions kind of come up. And so I'd love for you to maybe kind of give your take, you know, on it in terms of what having had both roles, like what you kind of see, um, you know, no fully knowing that it's going to differ a little bit company to company, but just kind of what's your kind of take on it. And then also, you know, maybe a little bit about like how you would kind of think about or coach someone to think about what, um, what might be a better fit for them. Yeah, for sure. I think oftentimes, um, it's, I think probably two large factors. Um, first one is personality fit. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the second one is actual skill set. Right. Yeah. So I think 
Um, the advantage I had coming from consulting was I was in tech consulting. So I had already worked with engineers. I already understood product development. So it was very easy to transition into a PM role, right? So oftentimes when people are saying PMM versus PM, um, some of the barriers to enter PM may be different just because for PM, you should understand product development. You should understand maybe just some basics around engineering and how, just basically how software is built, yeah. right? Because at the end of the day, a PM who doesn't have the respect of their engineers is not going to be able to be successful, right? Like you need to be able to understand how engineers work, how design works, like how to create an MVP product, right? Whereas PMM, a very different skill set, you may have like a marketing background, or you may be a really strong speaker, or you may be a really strong storyteller, right? So it's just, it's kind of, it just depends on your preference. So what I say about personality wise, it's like, would you rather spend most of your day talking to sales and marketing or would right. you spend most of your day talking to design and engineering? Right. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah. I mean, for me, like I love sales and marketing really fun, but I really love working with engineers. Like I just love to hear how they think about the world. And oftentimes they have such creative solutions that I wouldn't have thought of that would have cut down on development time. So for me, like being a PM is a lot more fun, but that's my personal preference. Um, for PMM also, I have to say is uh, depending on what kind of company you're in, um, PMM, oftentimes you become like a, like the face of the product too, for the external marketplace. So very often you're expected to go speak at large events and represent that entire business line. Um, you do huge speaking presentations in front of sales and your job is almost to like sell your product to people who would be willing to sell your product. Right. So I think a different kind of personality and what your comfort level is in those types of speaking roles. Totally. Totally. Yeah, no, I feel like we'd make a good team because like I could never talk to an engineering team. And so I can just handle all the speaking stuff and then <laughs> you can build a great product. Exactly. Um, I'm not a fan of public speaking. Like I can do it and I can put on the whole show, but it's not, right. it's not fun. <laughs> totally, totally. Well, no, and to the point we were talking, joking about in the beginning, um, certainly that experience at Deloitte and honestly, probably working on some of those ERP implementations in terms of working with developers or engineers and doing testing and all those things, I'm sure that sort of comes back into play and in handy in some cases, like having that, you know, experience, um, you know, going through that and also those battle scars, if you will, to be able to go and talk to engineers and, you know, to be able to have that, right? Because I think one of the things that often comes up both for PMs and PMMs is, is this idea of influence, right? And part of the way you get influence is through credibility. And part of the way you get credibility is through, you know, having been through certain experiences. And to your point, um, when people ask me about PM versus PMM, one of the first questions I always ask them is that, you know, how much time you have you spent with engineers, right? And also like, you know, how did that go? right? Did they, did they uh -huh. listen to you? Like, can you, could you keep up? Right. Like, um, you know, like, I think that's a, that's a big, that's a big, that's a big, you know, kind of component of it. And then to your point too, I think on that, um, where do you pre prefer to spend your time? Right. Like, do you, like, one of the things I always tell people is, uh, if you looked at the extremes, right. So like the extreme of being in PMM is that you're up late at night, looking at the website, going line by line, copy editing, right. Or like the extreme <laughs> is like, you're yeah. speaking at like an all day analyst summit. Right. And then the flip side of that is like in PM, I'm thinking like the extreme is like, you're about to do a launch and there's a bug and you're literally going in the code with the engineers and like trying to figure out like, 
how do we fix this? Like, which one would you rather do? Or like, which one are you qualified to do? And That's way to put it. Yeah, because like at some point, if you do this long enough, one of the, that, the those some version of that will like will happen, and it's like, well, like if you had if that was your extreme, like which one could you live with, or like which one would you like, or like which one are you even qualified to do? Um, and so, um, we'll let you handle the bugs, and I'll handle the all day speaking summit for whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. So just think back for a second. You know, I, I know business school seems like forever ago, maybe, but uh, as you think about your time, you know, in business school, I'm curious. Was there anything you did there, whether it was in the classroom, outside of the classroom? I know you also had some entrepreneurial ventures, but anything from that experience that was helpful to you either in your previous role as a PMM or even now as a, as a PM? Um, I'd say probably business school prepared me more for a PMM type of role, um, just because PMM is doing a lot of market analysis, industry analysis, things like that. Um, versus business school for me, like there really weren't very many like product development type of courses. It was more like product innovation or like product marketing related types of things. So I think my PM experience really came from consulting just because I was, uh, you know, just understanding the full software development life cycle and having to implement that at clients, right? Like telling them, Hey, here's the best practice. Here's how you would set up an engineering team, like doing all of that stuff. I feel like uh, like any company I go to, I kind of bring an element of um, Deloitte consulting with me and I try to implement best practices <laughs> wherever I go. It just ha happens naturally. Um, but yeah, I would say like business school, more PMM. Uh, business school definitely helps, I think, in terms of um, like having a good brand name on your resume also helps when you're looking for like PM or PMM type of roles. Um, so I think like, yeah, the MBA branding as well. No, I think I think that's great. And I think that's good. That's good insight. Um, well, Lillian, thank you so much for being here and for chatting with me about this. So I guess maybe just to close off, um, any advice uh, for MBA students right now, many of them are, you know, kind of going through the recruiting process, you know, what kind of advice would you give to them, you know, as they're thinking about either PMM or PM, you know, roles or opportunities? Yeah, of course. So I think outside of finding an industry you're interested in and then pursuing a PMM or PM type of role, one thing that I think is very often missed is understanding basic software development lifecycle. Yeah. Even if you are a PMM, right? Even mm -hmm. if you've yeah. never worked with an engineer in your life, but yeah. a PMM gains credibility when their PMs trust them the same way that a PM gains credibility when their engineers trust them, right? So either way, like understanding software development lifecycle is key because as a PMM, you'll be able to, you'll be able to better influence your PMs and you'll be able to provide better market suggestions that actually work versus just like creating things out of thin air right so i would say um trying to learn as much as you can about that um and then also understanding like how product prioritization works right and how market sizing works for either role it would be very valuable because you have to understand those components in order to influence your stakeholders to build the products you want in either role right yep so i yeah those two for sure I think that's great advice. Um, Lillian, uh, thank you so much for jumping on today, for chatting all things PMM and PM, uh, and for reminiscing about the good old glory days of Deloitte Consulting. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's great to have you on. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure. Hi, everyone. LD here. And thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast. 
and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.